Hi, this is Amanda Daniel Monroe with uh, Mallory Harris, and this is Speak Your Truth Now. Thanks for listening in. Um, we're both out in Colorado uh, right now, and we actually got to spend some time together yesterday. So we thought we'd kind of do an impromptu episode and kind of just talk about some different topics and kind of catch up. And I think something that we definitely want to talk about is Colorado and Mallory's recent move out to Denver. <laughs> yeah, so I I just moved out here, I guess, a, a little over three weeks ago. Um, and I'm living kind of in the Congress Park area, and I'm really enjoying it. As you know, I had a little incident with my ankle recently, and I sprained my ankle. So I was being stubborn and trying to lift a TV by myself. Well, so I haven't been able to you know, get out in like nature as much as I want to, but it is great. I love it out here. It's so beautiful. Like everywhere you turn, it's just beautiful views everywhere. It's amazing. Yeah, it really is cool out here. As everybody knows from the news and what you've heard, there's been a lot of fires everywhere and definitely in the Bay Area where we've been. And we had a companion ticket that we wanted to go ahead and use before it expired. So we were trying to figure out where where could we go that's not like a huge city, but somewhere that we can kind of just get away, have some fresh air and just kind of relax for uh, a long weekend. And so we decided to come out to Colorado Springs, which was great because um, it's not far from Denver. And so we were able to meet up with Mallory and we got to hang out and kind of just drive around and see all of the beautiful sights. But yeah, Colorado is just a really beautiful state and it's been pretty cool. And I think we'll definitely be visiting a lot more uh, often for sure. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm so excited, you know, for like you to come visit again and some of my other friends to come visit. Cause like it's, there's just so much, like there's something for everyone to do. It's so incredible out here. And even just like, just like what we did yesterday, just like driving around for a couple of hours, like that is so much fun. Yeah. And I was just thinking about a couple of different things that we could probably talk about. Um, because we did get to talk a little bit about moving. And of course, we have a lot of experience with that. And for those who may not know, me and Mallory, we went to the same undergraduate school, Kennesaw State University. And then we ended up going to the same grad school, uh, Loyola University in Chicago. And so we actually lived together in Georgia and then also in Chicago. So we had a huge move. I don't know, back in 2012 to get up yeah. to Chicago. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> we had a huge move coming back down after grad school. And I'm sure that you had a lot of flashbacks and got to relive a lot of that kind of like stress of, of moving more recently. How did that go for you? Oh my God. Um, like you, you think like, cause whenever we moved to Chicago, like that, like that was a significant move, you know, that was, you know, pretty far away. Uh, it was like a 13 hour drive, I think, but we did it over two days. So like all that to say, like, I thought I was, you know, prepared, like, like, oh, like I've moved to Chicago, I can move to Denver. That's just a little bit farther west, whatever. Um, I was not prepared at all <laughs> to move across the country again. It was, I don't get me wrong. I'm so happy I'm here. I'm so happy I made the choice to move out here. But it was a pain in the ass. And if I move somewhere outside Denver, 
I don't know if I could do the big cross country move because like y'all did a cross country move like a year ago, right? Like you did Charleston to Bay Area. So you know, yeah, you know, yeah, the selling of like all of your pretty much all of your worldly possessions, as many as you can sell. And it's still so expensive. Like, you know, you sell all your stuff so you can, you know, move it as cheaply as possible. And it's still so expensive. Like, I spent so much money on one of those moving pods. And the crazy thing is, like, I spent so much money on that. And then furniture out here, which is a whole other debacle right now, trying to get furniture. Like, I still spent so much money. But I ultimately saved more money than I would have if I would have tried to move all of my stuff out here. Like, it's it's crazy. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, when we moved, which was... Uh, about a year ago, eh, yeah, a little bit more than a year ago, all the way from Charleston, South Carolina, <laughs> one coast to the other coast to the Bay Area, we definitely had to downsize a good bit, and it it was a long it was a long haul. Luckily, we got to kind of take our time getting all the way over here, so that was good to kind of stop and see some things like the Grand Canyon and stuff mm-hmm. like that it was really cool because Eric hasn't been able to see some of the Southwest and things like that. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, moving is stressful. Eric and I were talking the other day about, man, I can't, I can't imagine like moving again. Like, I mean, we know that it's going to happen at some point. But it is definitely not something that we're looking forward to doing. No, no. And like, I know like everyone always says like, I'll never move again after they move. But something about like cross country and like, I moved into my apartment that I'm in right now, sight unseen. And so like, mm-hmm. there was like a lot of pressure to like find the perfect spot because I couldn't go look at any place. So, and then now that I'm here, like there are, you know, some, some things that were a little misleading, we'll say, uh, but like, <laughs> ultimately like, I'm pretty happy here, but it's like, I, sh- you know, even if I wasn't happy, like, I think I would probably make myself happy. So I don't have to move again in a year because I'm looking now at all this stuff I unpacked and I don't want to pack this shit up again in a year. <laughs> I just don't. I don't. I will find a way to make this space work. I guess I do not want to pack all this and haul it out of here. Yeah. And you made a good point too. Like you, not only did you make a long, a long move, a long haul, but you're also doing it during COVID. Yes. And so like you said, you had to find a place without, you know, physically being there to check it out. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, like you guys, you got to do like fun road trip stuff. Like for me, it was like just two days of, okay, how fast can I drive to get from point A to B with as few stops in between? Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy moving. I really think that we'll probably be where we are for a little bit. So hopefully we won't have to think too much about that anytime soon. But I think what we're really trying to focus on is like not to start accumulating things again. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like I think we've learned our lesson. Like we need to live as simple as possible just to kind of prepare for whenever that is. And it's going to be, it's already going to be a lot easier than it was this time around, but we definitely don't want to go out and start, you know, collecting things again Mm -hmm. um, to fill the space. (laughs) Like, honestly, like, I want to do a yearly purge. Like, after I went through all of my stuff before I moved out here and got rid of so much stuff, like, I think it needs to be, like, a a once-a-year, like, summertime purge. Yeah, that's a good idea to just keep on top of it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think so. You know, it really felt good. Not that long ago, I pulled out a whole bunch of old grad school paperwork and stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. And you know, because it's been six years. I mean, if yeah. I haven't looked at it yet, like it's, like, <laughs> it's not going to get looked at. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. So I started getting rid of a lot of that stuff. And I swear, like after I did that, I felt so just light. It was a great feeling. Uh-huh. It was a great feeling to just kind of just get rid of that stuff. And I mean, we've done a good job of like slowly, you know, kind of throwing stuff away. But yeah, like you said, I think you know, having like some kind of annual, like just purge just to keep up with things. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing too, that I've started to do is like, if I want to buy something, then I have to get rid of something. Yes. Yes. One in one out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really helped me recently because there was a couple of times that I wanted to get something, but I couldn't figure out what I wanted to get rid of. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, okay, this this might actually work. Um, but yeah, I just don't want to get to that point where I just have a whole bunch of crap again. No, I I can't do it again. Like I, I, I cannot let the stuff accumulate. I need to just cycle it in and out. Yeah. And speaking of like moves in grad school, <laughs> I've been like thinking a lot about the last six years because, you know, like I turned 30 at the end of last year. And so I think this year's kind of been like like a reset for me in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I've done like a lot of just like reflection on things and trying to grow from stuff. And I, <laughs> I know that we have we have our um, our opinions about grad school, but really just kind of looking back on it, I think I'm more at peace with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not as angsty, I guess, as I was, but I was curious to kind of see where you were with that because, you know, me and you, we went in 2012, um, left in 2014. It's been six years now. It, I mean, those two two years in grad school were the hardest two years of my life. Yeah, absolutely. And I was curious, like, what do you think about it? Like looking back, um, cause I know like every time we kind of get back together, we, we inevitably talk about grad school. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, now it's been six years. What do you think? Yeah. I feel like, you know, kind of like you were saying, like the trauma of it isn't as immediate as it was, you know, even just a couple of years ago. So like, I feel like I healed a lot from it. Um, mm-hmm. because it was really, really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I was prepared. Uh, I don't know how you feel, but I kind of feel like you probably feel very similarly. I feel like I was, you know, really good at undergrad. And when I would mention to professors like, oh, I think I want to go to grad school, like, and be an English professor, they were very encouraging of that, which is great. Like, that's absolutely a cool, awesome thing they should do. But no one really talked about the negatives of it. Or if they did, they would kind of like just make a little side comment, like brush it aside. Like, oh, but that's just part of the experience. You'll deal with it. And when I got to grad school and I started having, you know, those feelings of like really, really bad depression and imposter syndrome and feeling like an idiot and like I shouldn't have been there and stuff. Like I was not prepared to feel all of that as intensely as I did. Cause also I think the thing looking back on it now that really trips me up 
is I was 21 when I moved out there. I turned 22 a couple months into the semester. Like, I was a little baby. Mm -hmm. I was a baby trying to commit to a PhD program. Like, that is insane. A 21-year-old signing up for the next, like, five or six years of their lives. If they're lucky and they can finish it in five to six years. Yeah. I think, um, you know, kind of what happened with me when I kind of got to, you know, our last year in undergrad I had the same kind of support from professors too, which I think was really good. I wanted to go and get a PhD in clinical psychology. And I had a couple of mentors that were really great and really helped me to kind of get prepared for that. Like I got to be on papers. I got to do a lot of research and they really set me up to, to be really competitive for those types of programs. But, you know, like the last or the fall semester of our last year in undergrad, I got sick. And so, you know, to the point that I had to to drop out of some classes and that kind of changed the trajectory of my life basically, because I couldn't apply to the programs that I wanted to apply to because I was sick. And, you know, applying to PhD programs in clinical psychology, I needed to have writing samples. I needed to have research. GRE. Yeah, GREs, letters of recommendation, um, the whole nine yards, and of course, going to visit and things like that. And since I was sick, it really put me in a really um, not so great place because then I was having to figure out, well, what's my, what's plan B? And I knew that I wanted to still do psychology, but then I decided, well, maybe I won't go to therapy route. Maybe I'll get a master's degree and then kind of see where I go from there. And so because master's degrees, you know, for applying for those are a little bit different, a little bit less strenuous, I was able to apply to a couple places and got accepted at Boston University and Loyola. And of course, you had applied as well to a whole bunch of schools and you got it at Loyola yeah. too. And so... <laughs> And Loyola was so much more affordable than Boston University. And I'm I'm glad that I I went and did what I did. But like you said, I was not prepared for grad school. I I was not. And I think it, I was just trying to power through it all, you know, just power through it. I didn't want to take a break. I I thought that I'd, you know, lose steam. Mm-hmm. And so I really wanted to just get that master's degree and then apply for a PhD program and just plow through it. But really very quickly, you know, I started to realize that, you know, I I wasn't prepared for, like you said, a lot of the things like imposter syndrome, feeling like I didn't belong. I was doing TA work and research for different professors because I was on a weird scholarship. And so I felt really disjointed. And it was just a lot of things that I wasn't expecting at all. Mm -hmm. And I think like, what's really interesting about our experience in grad school is like, as you said before, like, you know, we were roommates, but we were in different departments. And so like, Mm -hmm. it was very different, because like, it wasn't like I was like, living alone. And I was, you know, miserable and stuff. Cause I feel like that would have been a whole nother beast. But, mm. you know, like, even if I would have thought like, 
like, oh, well, it's, you know, maybe it's just me, you know, I just need to, like, suck it up and deal with this and, you know, get over it like everyone else has done in my program, you know, then I would, like, look across the hall at you and, like, you were, like, feeling, like, the exact same thing in a, in, in a different department, but still the same feelings, and it was like, wait a minute, like, maybe, maybe this is, like, actually how it is for a lot of people, and no one really mm. talks about it or acknowledges that, you know, some people, you know, just do not function well in grad school. Because I know I quit in the middle of the semester. Like, I, I had a breakdown and quit in the middle of the spring semester. But I think you waited until after the spring semester. Is that right? Yeah, because I, I had to finish and get my master's degree. And I was like, I can't go on. But, oh, my God, I've got to hold on really tight and get this master's degree at least Mm -hmm. yeah like I I stupidly thought like because my program it was your you get your master's within a year because you go in the summer and I stupidly thought after that first year I was like well that was terrible but let me stick it out another year maybe teaching will be different maybe I'll feel differently whenever I'm teaching so I stupidly stuck around for a second year only to be miserable and then have the aforementioned breakdown in the middle of the spring semester and quit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was a rough time. I think it was, like you said, it was really good to, to not be living alone because I think that definitely would have been a lot harder. And it was weird. Like there were some times where I was like, is it just me and Mallory? Like, right. What's, wrong with us because everybody else (laughs) seems to be really plugged in and committed to this and I think like you said it it was a mixture of a a lot of different things but one of the big things was you know people just don't talk about not being ready for grad school or people don't talk about the culture and the environment and you know what you're really going to get yourself into and everybody was different. Like in my program, there were a lot of people that did the same thing as me, kind of went straight from undergrad to grad school. But for the most part, there were people that, you know, waited a couple of years. There were some people that were already, already had a career or were already pretty much settled down. And I think they did really well. Um, They did a lot better in the programs. And I think that's because they they were older, they were settled down, they had lived a little bit. And yeah, ultimately, it just wasn't the, you know, the way that I was gonna go. That wasn't my trajectory was to go into the PhD program. And I think, like I said, looking back on it now, I'm not as angsty about it. I think I learned a lot about myself Mm -hmm. through that experience. And I'm glad that I have a master's degree. Yeah. (laughs) And I learned so much. I mean, I really did. Yeah, I mean, I feel like like one thing that I should say, because it is very much true, uh, like I did learn so much in grad school. Like I learned things in my seminars that like I probably never would have learned on my own or maybe would have like learned on my own after a lot of time and research and energy and reading throughout my lifetime. So like, yes, like I learned so much and gain so much valuable knowledge but that 
the environment in which I gained that knowledge was very toxic and unhealthy <laughs> for me and just not sustainable long term. Like I I couldn't even make it. I mean, like I I started like what's the word? Um, having doubts at the end of my first semester. Um, mm-hmm. when I just, um, I got feedback, um, on my first paper for grad school and it was really bad and it made me feel really shitty about myself. And like, I was really stupid and like looking back on it now, like, like, I, yeah, like I did learn so much, but it was just that environment was not the environment for me to exist and thrive in. Right. Now, do you think people always ask this kind of question, but um, would you do it all over again? This, like, if you had the opportunity to go back in time. (laughs) (laughs) So whenever people ask me this question, I always, I always want to take it back a little bit farther to undergrad and say, like, I don't regret majoring in English. And I would, I would do that again. I would major in English again. I would probably go get my master's in English again because I was a determined little piece of shit and I was going to do it no matter what. (laughs) But one thing I would do differently if I could go back, I would maybe like take a computer science class or two in undergrad and just sort of see how I felt about it. Um, Because I do, I, I can't remember if you and I have talked about this before, but like I am, I'm curious how that would have turned out for me. Um, Because I think, from what I understand, um, computer Mm -hmm. science is pretty similar to, you know, you know, the English language in a lot of ways. And I'm really good at the English language. At least I think so. Um, So like, I feel like it could have been very interesting for me to take a computer science class and just sort of see what if, you know, maybe I would have minored in that. Maybe I would have been like, this I'm sticking with English why did I take a computer class but for me like that's that's the one thing that like I I wonder about still is like what if I had just taken one just to see how I felt you know yeah I think that's fair I um I'm actually like really glad that I ended up not getting my PhD and I and I was sick um obviously I didn't want to be I wouldn't want to be sick but because of what happened with that that kind of changed everything for me. And I'm glad that I didn't try to commit to a PhD program, you know, in some random school somewhere mm-hmm. way far off where I didn't know anybody. Yeah. And I mean, that would have been really scary. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think that I, I don't think that I would have been as happy because, you know, with that type of degree, I would have either did therapy or I would have been a professor and I'm so glad that I did social psychology that, you know, like eventually got me into like HR and doing like diversity and inclusion stuff, which I think is really fun. So in that way, I wouldn't do it differently, but definitely I wish I knew what I know now and I could (laughs) (laughs) do a couple of things differently or be a little bit more prepared. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, like, thank God you and I, you know, ended up moving out there together and doing it together at the same time. Because, yeah, like, I don't know what I would have done if I, you know, 
wasn't living with you and wasn't friends with you and you weren't going through the same thing. Like I have so many memories of you and I trying to be like good little grad students, like going to Starbucks to study. And like, we'd sit down there for like 45 minutes or so. And one of us would be like, I kind of just want to go home. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking the same. Do you want to get dinner? Yeah, let's get dinner and then go home. This. <laughs> that was so much of our lives was trying to go to the library or Starbucks or Panera or whatever and trying to be productive and be like, fuck it, let's just go get food. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was a hot mess. <laughs> oh bad. man. Man, there was like one time where we were, we like traveled down like into Chicago. I think we were on the gold coast or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. and we went to like that huge Starbucks with the fireplace, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, The fireplace that, so I remember that still because something about, I think the timing of it, like we were working when other people weren't, or there was some type of situation where we were there and studying and doing all this stuff. And we were just miserable uh-huh. yeah. and I don't know what the timing was of it but I know that like other people in my program were not doing what I was doing at that point I don't know if I was behind or if you know I don't know what what was happening but I know I was just I was at that Starbucks and th- that's how desperate we were to like um to get this work done is we would like travel to different Starbucks <laughs> Like, how stupid is it? We spent an hour commute to go work for 30 minutes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Just looking back on it now is crazy. But, yeah, we, like, and that was a fancy Starbucks, too. They had, like, a. Oh, nice. Yes, they had the fireplace. It was, like, two stories. Mm -hmm. They were open to, like. 11 really or late or something one of the later starbucks yeah we were ready t- for the long haul like we needed the starbucks to be open real late <laughs> like, i just remember just being so depressed because it was just you know when you're settling down in starbucks and you know you're going to be there for like six hours mm-hmm. i mean it, it's just that feeling man i I haven't had that feeling in a long time, but it's almost like a feeling of just like hopelessness. Like, <laughs> like it doesn't matter how much time I spend in this Starbucks, I'm not going to get what I need to get done. And, uh, you know, so just thinking about, oh, like, I'm going to like, I'm going to spend six hours here miserable, mm-hmm. but then I'm still going to have to wake up tomorrow and do it again. <laughs> Like that was, I mean, I think that was, that might be the worst feeling about grad school is you were never done with anything. You would be done for the day and you would still have shit you still needed to do. And of course, if you're a good little grad student, you're supposed to also be thinking about like conferences and publishing papers and your dissertation Mm -hmm. and your, oh God, what are they called? Um, The exam, you know, your exams that you have to take before you can start writing your dissertation like you're supposed to like always Mm. be working ahead and working on other stuff and if you can spend six hours in a starbucks and still not be done with all your work 
you need to re-examine your life. And that's what we did. <laughs> yeah, real quick. We were like, yeah, this is not working. <laughs> no, no, we are not cut out for this. I mean, no one is cut out for it, to be fair. Like, I don't, I mean, I'm sure there are some special people who thrive in that sort of setting, but no one is meant to live like that. No one is meant to live just above the poverty line for six years of their lives while working, you know, eight, nine, 10 hours a day and still not finishing everything. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. It is definitely hard. I think, I wish it was different. You know, I wish that there was a living, you know, a living wage while you were doing this kind of work at the least. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things I think could be better, but I mean, yeah, like you said, we learned a lot and learned a lot about ourselves and what we can and can't do and what, you know, to take care of, take care of ourselves better and listen to our instincts and things like that. And it, I think the biggest the biggest thing that was so hard was feeling like a failure, you know, deciding not to do the PhD. Mm-hmm. Um, just that feeling of this is the first thing in my life that I was not able to do, yeah, like education wise, mm-hmm. like, like you said, did well, did well in school, did well in undergrad, um, and then just not not being able to follow through with grad school and then having to get up the courage to tell my professors. Oh God. I mean, that was, I had, Oh my God. Just having to prepare to have those conversations. Those conversations. I just felt like a, yeah, I know you had some hard conversations too. I, I'm trying to think in real time exactly how much I want to reveal on air. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, I mean, I will say some professors were very, very empathetic and understanding. And I was very, very appreciative and grateful for that because some of the other professors, they did not have the best reaction when I told one of them that, you know, I was going to quit and I was, you know, Yes, I know it's the middle of the semester, but yes, I am quitting right now because I'm so depressed I can barely get out of bed. And this woman asked me, oh, are you on any antidepressants? Are you seeing a counselor? Are you like, what's what's going on? I'm like, I can barely get out of bed. How do you think I can go to a counselor or go get medication Mm -hmm. if I just told you like I can barely get out of bed? Like, why are you asking this very, very intrusive and personal question that's none of your business, woman? But yeah, like, and like my friend, Kate, who also went to, you know, grad school for English um, at another school, she quit her MA program. And she, you know, had sort of the same thing where like professors would be like, well, you just need to, you know, like stick it out a little bit more. Or, you know, or, oh, have you tried this? Or like, you know, like offering like all this really unhelpful advice and not being mm. very empathetic or even trying to pretend to be empathetic to what the other person's going through. And like, yeah, I mean, like, like you're saying, like, it's, it's trippy to, you know, fail at something when you had never failed at anything academically before. Yeah, big time. I think um, once I had those conversations, and, you know, said, 
I'm not going to continue on in the PhD program, you know, because at that point I had just been accepted and that, that, not, you know, I got accepted like a couple months before I'd pretty much quit. And, um, I, you know, I thought that I was just going to muscle through it. And I even applied, even though at the same time I was applying, I was thinking I'm probably not going to be able to do this. I still did it. And I got in, but once I had those conversations about leaving, I mean, it was just a big weight off my shoulders. Yeah. But once again, just looking forward to the future and thinking, okay, this is this is a big failure for me. Like, where do I go from here? And what does this mean for me, like as a person? Because sadly, at that point in my life, like I define myself by my academics and my worth was like tied up in in college and in learning and in you know kind of just academia that that's what it was and so now that's no longer going to be a part of my life like what do I do where do I go from here that kind of feeling was the next thing that we had to really deal with but yeah, I think a lot of things that I learned through grad school really helped. And I think too, it kind of prepared me for like other things in my life, like being in an actual job and having to work with other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also like friendships and things like that too. I think I learned a lot about myself in grad school and I think that I also learned a lot about like my worth as a person and really like started to kind of examine like the kind of friendships that I had and um, relationships that I had with people and kind of started to try to, um, you know, like build a better kind of, uh, you know, future Amanda, I guess. Yeah, like honestly, like I feel like like I'm still not anymore, but, you know, up until a couple years ago, I feel like I was, like, still playing catch-up with, like, the time we missed out, you know, because we were in grad school for two years. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like I was, like, delayed by two years, you know, permanently up until a couple years ago, I guess, when everything just sort of all, you know, caught up together and all, you know, just felt, you know, like it came together at the same time. Because, um, yeah, like, I just... Grad school was just so weird and strange and such a bizarre place that I feel like it took me a while to, like, readjust to, you know, like, the sort of real world and, like, who I am outside of school and what my interests are, my hobbies are, like, what I value, you know, in my life. Um, and then, you know, with jobs, like, you know, um, yeah, learning to work with other people um because it turns out you know having a job is a lot like doing a group project <laughs> at all times yes and yes. I know my history with group projects and it was you know never a very good one because I always ended up doing all the work pretty much because I was the only one who mm -hmm. cared or who was smart enough or both um, to get it done mm -hmm. and so like I feel like whenever I started working like it was 
a lot of having to reorient myself and like sort of remove myself from my desire to like just work alone and be alone which to be fair like that's my natural impulse in life anyway like I always just want to be alone I'm an introvert I love hanging out alone um but yeah like learning to work with other people and be empathetic and compassionate and kind towards other people and trying to adjust your work so your work levels match and everyone's sort of on the same page and the same pace and stuff it's been it's been interesting (laughs) to say the least I think we could have like a whole um episode about the workforce and like how stunted I was and how not ready I was to Mm -hmm. to work with other people (laughs) yeah yeah exactly but yeah I think um I think we should end with something that brings us joy, um, something that we learned from grad school, like a, a good thing, a positive thing. And then maybe we'll kind of um, have another episode where we kind of talk about some of these topics. And I think um, I think it could be kind of fun to kind of just, just freeform kind of talk about some different things and maybe people will be kind of interested in um, hearing more about us too. Uh, let's see. Okay, so for something positive or good that I learned from grad school or I took from grad school. Well, I think one thing it did, I think it really reaffirmed my love for music and concerts um, because whenever we were in grad school, I was you know, always too busy to really like listen to new music or, you know, or to go to shows or I didn't have enough money to go to any concerts because I was broke. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I did sort of start like, start like mentally checking out of grad school that's when I started like listening to more new music again that's when you and I started you know traveling around Chicago to go to shows and stuff um so I feel Mm -hmm. like it really like it it nudged me back in the direction of like music being like a place that like I go for a lot of like comfort and you know enjoyment and so on and so forth like it really it reminded me that like that is something that's very crucial for my life and something that's like so important to my mental health is to, you know, listen to new music, listen to old favorites, go to concerts and, you know, the pre COVID world, obviously that's not happening right now. Uh, But yeah, like it really forced me to remember and realize like, no, like you, you need to stay plugged into this for your own mental health. Yeah. Yeah. I really agree with that. I know that we both really love music and yeah, that's something that I really enjoy too. It's been a long time since I've had the opportunity to go to a show, but I mean, music is definitely like a big part of my life. And another thing that I probably would have done differently if I, if I could do undergrad over, I would have probably not taken as many music classes. I really stretched myself thin in undergrad because I wanted to continue playing the clarinet and just being involved in music in that way. And I ended up just, you know, making my undergrad really hard for myself because I ended up not even getting a minor in music mm-hmm. and just working towards a minor, being in a, a, a symphony uh, when you're not even going to do that as a career. Hello. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I was not prepared. Once again, I was not prepared (laughs) for college in general. Like I wanted to do everything. And Mm -hmm. that's not a 
place to do everything. That's the place to like zero in on something and go with that. But that's kind of related to maybe what I've learned. A big thing that I've learned from college and grad school is I'm happy that I had the experiences that I had is because now I can pass that on to other people. Mm-hmm. I got like the really good opportunity to have an intern, um, several interns actually, at one of my old jobs uh, several years ago. And that was really great because the interns that I had were an undergrad. A lot of them were, you know, in the planning stages of, you know, am I going to go to grad school? What am I going to do? Am I going to go into the, the career world or, you know, corporate world? And I really was able to pass on a lot of what I learned onto them. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you know, people make their own decisions, but I think it's really great if you can get realistic um, perspective from people that have been through it and that know what it's like. And I still get to have that opportunity too now because my sisters, my younger sisters are growing up and um, they're going to school and going to college and things like that. And so I've really, I'm glad that I can take some of the negative Mm-hmm. experiences and make it a positive by kind of impart imparting that reality mm-hmm. um, and the real experiences to my sisters and to other people so that they have a little bit more of a a clear view of of what grad school or what college can be and you know they don't end up doing what I did yeah you're a good reality check for them Yes. Yeah. I think um, a lot of us just want to kind of just power through college and college has kind of been just the next step for everyone these days. And I think that that's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hope that a lot of people are able to to figure out what they want to do. But I think a a lot of us are kind of just forced into, you know, going to college and that's just an expectation. And really we're so young at that point, like, you know, there's so much, so many things we haven't learned yet. And so many things that um, we think that we know, but Mm -hmm. we really don't know (laughs) at that age, (laughs) but at least we could pass on that information now. And I think that's been a really good thing for me to experience mm-hmm. absolutely yeah but thanks for doing this recording um yeah, this was fun and thanks for hanging out yeah. <laughs> yesterday <laughs> so uh, i talked to mallory and i told her we were going to colorado springs and we should go ahead and just record in person but we hung out the other day and i started getting the itis or elevation Altitude like sickness, sickness. i don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I was like, um, I know we said we were going to record in person and it would be really cool to do that, but <laughs> I'm so tired right now. <laughs> I need to go back to the hotel, but I'm glad that we were able to to still talk um, over the phone. And, you know, technically we're still in Colorado Springs, but we're leaving in the morning and mm-hmm. we'll be back to work and back to the grind. Yep. I feel you. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, the real world. So, but yeah, I think we should do this again and maybe we'll talk more about work life and hobbies and and then maybe we'll even get to talk about some politics in time for the election coming up too. Oh, we will have no shortage of information and things we can talk about in the next coming weeks. <laughs> oh yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully everybody enjoyed listening to this and everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.